speaker. I'm not a great one for commuting. I had to commute today to something and uh, get on, get involved in the A1 and traffic and all the rest of it. And I was watching all these cars parked, belching out um, their their CO2 and, and thinking we're all doomed. Welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast for anyone who wants to raise other people's money for a business or property venture. Right now, there has never been more money on the planet and there has never been more opportunity. This podcast will help you put the two together. So, if you need money for your business or property proposals from banks, lenders, angels, whales or dragons, this is the podcast for you. Hey everyone and welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast. I'm Ray McLennan. And it's with me, Nigel T. Best. Raymondo, how the devil are you today? <laughs> yes, well... Um, are you feeling not, green? Are I'm you not feeling a, green uh, well, around the gills? That, thinking that earlier, I'm not a great one for commuting. I had to commute today to something and uh, get, on, get involved in the A1 and traffic and all the rest of it. And I was watching all these cars parked, belching out um, their, their CO2 and, and thinking, we're all doomed. That's... That's what I was thinking, Nigel. That, that is exactly what I was thinking. Well, is it true? Is it true? Are we doomed? Well, should I drive down in my shiny white steed of a, an electric car? Uh, I might get there, uh, but I might have to stop for an hour to charge it up. Uh, but uh, I could save the day. I don't know, Ray. You know, it, as we record this at the moment, COP26 has been going on and, and there's a lot of people very hopeful. There's a lot of people talking about the blah, blah, blah. And quite frankly, if you're on the 26th version of it and bugger all has changed so far, the uh, the outlook doesn't look great. However, however, I think there's, there's more of a, gr a groundswell of opinion at this one. I think more people are interested. I think more people are beginning to see the effects of, of a changing world, however that change has occurred. But um, well, I, found I don't it know. Quite interesting I don't know. What do you reckon? I mean, I just, my, my overriding thing was, oh my goodness me, 200 world leaders. <laughs> is, is this, you know, the terrorists must have this date circled on their calendars <laughs> thinking, uh, boys, uh, girls, you know, this is, this is our target date. Look at them. They're all in one place. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, heaven help the security people. Oh. There, there was a famous uh, quote way back, a guy called Willie Lomax, who was a bank robber in the 1930s. And the judge said to him, uh, you know, Mr. Lomax, why do you keep robbing banks? And he went, it's simple. That's where the money is. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so um, anyway, we're talking about how to raise money and how can, how does this whole COP26 thing uh, affect it? Well, uh, Nigel, you made a good point when we were chatting uh, earlier about how businesses will be all over anything that can make money or anything that can uh, that can save them money. They'll be all over it. So if they're going to create initiatives, the initiatives need to be around that. How can they help? How can they help? If, they, if they're helpful to businesses, um, then obviously things change. Uh, we mentioned, for example, recently um, Tesla. Tesla's a a 1.1 trillion company and they just recently received an order for a, was it 100,000 cars from uh, Enterprise Car and their share price shot up as a result of it. So, you know, uh, comments, things like that have an effect when people want to do something. It has a knock-on effect. So, yeah, I mean, right. How does it knock on for people to make money or raise money? 
Yeah, Ray, it, it, it's this old thing that, that we've spoken about before, isn't it? Ask for advice, you, you might get money. Ask yeah. for money, you get advice. And, and I think the message around the environmental things is all wrong. The message to me should be, because let's face it, all world leaders are puppets of big corporations. And, uh, you know, that, that's just how it's always been. Um, people shouldn't be surprised at that. They shouldn't be shocked at that. They shouldn't be disappointed at that. But something somewhere along the line of the great sort of circle of the economy, life, rulers and everything is that uh, the economy is everything. And, you know, that is what provides our livelihood. It's what, you know, gives us money in our pockets, gives us homes, roofs over our heads and, and things like that. And you got to think about it. It's business that pays for it. Uh, it's business that employs people. It's business that does all these things. And to me, the message of COP26 is completely wrong. You cannot force people to do something. What you've got to do is make it tempting. And who are you trying to tempt? You're not trying to tempt the world leaders. You're trying to tempt the people behind the curtain who pull the strings of the world leaders. And the way that you do that is you give them a message and say, you could be richer than you ever dreamed of appeal to the greed appeal to the money making appeal to that vanity thing of uh you know making money while saving the earth uh you know all those things that's what's going to make the difference uh, you know people turning a kettle off it it all helps but we need you know major changes mm. major changes and and that is the message for me the message is simple folks you will never make more money than if you go green and get in first and get the technology. You will rule the new world. I mean, Tesla, we were just saying 10 years ago when they launched, they were regarded as a bit of a joke. Um, it was not going to go anywhere. Crackpot scheme, batteries, electric cars, yeah, jumpers for goalposts and all the rest of it. You know, we're dreaming sort of thing. And um, 10 years on, they're bigger than the next nine or 10 car manufacturers in the world combined. Amazon, you know, he, Jeff Bezos was mocked for years, you know, saying, ha, Amazon never make any money. <laughs> what they didn't realize was he was looking ahead and he was saying, no, I'm building the biggest logistic network out there that will be able to, you know, replace your national postal services, <clears throat> but, but not just send letters. It will send a bicycle, a pallet of gravel, uh, you know, it could be anything mm. that they can do. And, and they've got that sussed and they had to invest and they endured the slings and arrows of outrageous yep. slanders uh, to uh, sort of bastardize a, meta <laughs> a quote there. But it was those sort of things. And I think at the moment, do you know, if companies just, just thought for a minute and just went, right, hang on, Australia's pretty big. Australia is a pretty big place. If we can build a solar panel that is about a thousand square miles, you know, slap it down there. It's always sunny in, in parts of Australia. The Middle East must be laughing because, you know, never mind oil and gas, you've got sunshine. You've got sunshine. And it's something like one minute of sunshine on the earth will give you enough energy to power the entire world for a year or something it's ridiculous the numbers are ridiculous right and it's funny, why it the hell why the hell people aren't jumping on this to make yeah. an absolute killing 
Um, you yeah. know, he's beyond me. Just yeah. absolutely so bizarre. So there you go. Back, Message they, for me. A few years back, they did introduce um, feed-in tariffs, which were for if you, you know, to encourage people to to get solar panels to. Encourage people to have uh, hydro mini hydro schemes. I mean, I remember one uh, number of years back a mini hydro scheme, which was a small device like the size of a small, about uh, size of a microwave. And if you had a stream near you or a river near you that flowed at a certain rate, you could place this thing in there and connect it up to your house. And not only that, you could then feed in the extra energy to the grid. And you were getting something like 40p per kilowatt at that time. And it was the same for solar panels. If you put solar panels on your house, what you didn't use got fed into the grid and you would get um, feed-in tariffs. And then gradually they reduced them down till the, I think they abolished them in 2019, uh, but they reduced them down from 40p to about 3p, something like that. And of course that coincided with the fall off of people wanting to get these things installed because you know there had been an incentive. It pushed a lot of people to do that the early adopters, and then uh, they stopped it. Is that a way forward, Nigel? Is that something that uh, they should bring back? Should that be something that's brought back? Feed-in tariffs for you and I, for the great unwashed? Well, if, if you can, if you, I don't know if you can hear it, but that's the stampede of the lobbyists heading towards Parliament right now uh, from the big energy providers to say, whoa, all this microenergy, um, you know, providers, you know, this is going to kill us all. It's going to be terrible, et cetera, et cetera. And there's many reasons why you shouldn't do it. Hmm. it yes, it, it should, logically, it should be done. The only trouble with that is um, th there's too many powerful and, and big institutions who've got too much of a vested interest to allow that to happen. So one of the reasons I am sure, but will never be revealed, that uh, the feeding tariff was reduced and reduced and reduced was because of the effect it was having. And it was beginning to have a notable effect on the actual um, uh, distributors and, and power suppliers. Also, the infrastructure of the electrical distribution in uh, the UK is not good, is not good. Never mind, you know, the switch to electric. We've got some major problems there in terms of uh, the capacity of the cables to to carry all the all the power to distribute all the power you've got problems when people generate in their own homes and try and push it back in the opposite direction to the way that the the power is being pumped out to most of the homes as it were and you have this conflict of uh, of energy flows which is difficult to overcome um but the the problem is ray you've got to have big business that employs a lot of people, that um, pays wages, that pays tax in order to grow the economy. And we all know that when we're trying to raise taxation to help people out and support areas of the population and the economy, you've got to raise money. And you will not raise money by paying people to micro provide energy. It's just not going to do it. And so you've got to somehow keep control of, of that production um, and that distribution in um, in the in the hands of in the hands of people who can distribute that across the wider economy. I don't know what the figures are, but if you think about it, um, there's just been about a thousand homes being built fairly near to me, and I think it's uh, an absolute disgrace. We talk about property a lot. I think it's an absolute disgrace that those homes are not energy neutral. You know how the hell you can build a house now 
where you don't have insulation that's so thick, you know, nothing will get through it, heat or cold, it is beyond me. And out of a thousand roofs that they're putting on those houses down there, I think there's about five with solar panels. It is just a disgrace. We, we talk about it. It's, you know, blah, 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 isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's a, di- you know, it is a big problem in all these countries chopping down trees. Why are they doing it? It's to generate income. They're trying to raise money. And they, they can't, you know, you can't do enough ecotourism to support an expanding population and do it. So what have you got? You've got a resource. Um, here in Yorkshire, people wax lyrical about the Yorkshire Dales. To me, next time, next time you have a, a look at a picture of those green fields, those stone, dry stone walls, those sheep on those rolling Yorkshire Dales hills, just put underneath the caption, what deforestation looks like because we chopped all the trees down and now we have the cheek to turn around and tell other people to not chop theirs down we've <laughs> we've done i think 90 something percent in this country haven't we yeah it's hey, true oh, yeah they chopped down me, all the trees I'm... in yorkshire to build ships in the <laughs> 16 17 18th century yeah because <laughs> they, yeah, so... the they did the same in scotland right across in fife fife used to be covered in oak trees and all the rest of it and then they they, um, yeah, they, they chopped them all down to build ships for the king. Yeah. <laughs> Ireland, Ireland did the same. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, over thousands of years, the Yorkshire Dales has, has just basically deforested the entire area. And people look at it and go, that's amazing. Maybe in the future we'll go down to Brazil and look at um, a dust bowl of the Amazon basin and, and sort of go, look at this. Doesn't it look amazing? Mm. We've got these funny, we've got these funny standards, funny attitudes, but the problem you've always got is when you're trying to raise money, you look at the assets you have and you say on an economic basis, which is the easiest to get a return on. Mm. And the problem is you are always going to find trying to get people to go green. If it's more expensive and harder to do, it's an uphill struggle. So what do you do? You make it more, well, you make it easier and you make it more rewarding to do. So there's a better return. And at the moment, this huge investment in wind turbines. Why? Because one revolution of the blades is enough to power a home for a day. So they've got efficient and they've got on a scale where they can do it. And now people are looking at that, the energy producers, and, and are going, do you know what? I th- Hey, listen up, guys and girls. Uh, I think we have uh, found something here that is going to give us a bigger margin. And... When you don't have the uh, the cost of the cleanup afterwards, so nuclear, yeah, all good and well, but they're looking at the moment of, of burying nuclear waste deep down underground because they don't know what to do with it. They still haven't found a solution to get rid of the waste. And, um, you know, 100 years on, you still pay for the cleanup. Wind turbines, solar, wave, whatever it is, you know, it, it's totally different. And if they get... Um, oh, what's what's the one that they're doing at the moment that needs an incredible amount of power? Building electric what? cars. <laughs> no, yeah, um, uh, I'll I'll think of it. Um, carry on, uh, carry <laughs> on. In your research for the program, you can't find the notes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've, I've got. Oh, if only I'd cross-index these notes, I would have yeah. been able to look it up easily. I know. Uh, I saw a, a, an interesting photograph there because the COP20 thing is happening in Glasgow and they, ha- they got a whole load of, uh, they got a fleet of uh, electric cars 
and there was a car park where the charging points didn't work. So they, they brought in diesel generators. To charge the electric charge. power up the cars. Yeah, um, power I mean, up the electric charge point, I know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Are they holding this thing in a brewery? And apparently there's no alcohol. <laughs> Couldn't organise a, a what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. It's only it's only day one or day two, so we'll see how it goes. But no, th right. think about think about it, Ray. Just on on any of these things, when you are looking to raise money for whatever venture it is, and at the moment we're saying we need to invest in green, we need to raise money in this. You've got to offer people a return on their investment, or make it you know an irresistible offer or make it um, something so tempting, something that appeals to people's uh, either vanity or greed or, or some of these other emotions that a lot of people say are not good, mm. but they tend to be the emotions that actually drive things for good or ill. And um, that's, that's what you do. Telling people, telling people off, telling people they're doing the wrong thing, just constantly beating them over the head. There comes a point where they just go, oh, get lost. And, mm. and we see it now with, I mean, if they said we're going to do another lockdown, I, I don't think people will do it. They'll just say, no, I've had enough. I've yeah, had enough. Yeah. Um, and, and this is it. So it's how do we do it, Ray? Whenever you're doing raising money or any of those things, getting people interested, you've got to appeal to what, what's in it for them. And when you're talking about big business and business leaders, what's in it for them? It's money. It's money, power, and prestige. And if you can give them that, they'll back you all day long. They will back you all yeah. day long. And that's yeah. what the green movement's got to do from my humble point of view. But we all know I'm right. Um, no, well, <laughs> uh, there is, there is an, uh, an impact investing project that um, is on the go right now, which is producing carbon neutral um, modular houses. And they all come completely uh, insulated and they all come completely with solar panels, uh, not just on the roof, but solar tiles. And also uh, the, the windows are photovoltaic, which means you can look out the window. If the sun shines and hits the window, that window is, is, has tiny little copper wires or tiny little, they look like very fine, thin um, honeycomb of wires inside the window, but it generates electricity as well. So it's completely and utterly self-sufficient. And that's an impact investing project that's raised an awful lot of um, eyebrows and uh, awareness. And there's money going into that and it's, there's going to be more of it. In fact, the company that produces these modular houses, the British company, uh, had to move recently to take on bigger premises. Their biggest challenge, though, is getting staff. You know, they've got the orders, they've got the, they've now got the location, they've definitely got everything um, in a beautiful pipeline, uh, but they just don't have enough people. So they're recruiting like mad and trying to get people in there. So, yeah, there's a, there are a few companies making a difference and uh, they, they raised money because they were right at the forefront of the green uh, revolution, as you might call it. And, um, you know, they're producing carbon neutral homes uh, that don't take any power from the grid. So but I, I was going to say, Ray, on that one, when you go to investors and you talk about that, there's some several other key points that you kind of think, ah, right. So if you're building modular houses, you're building them indoors. It means you're not affected by the weather. Mm -hmm. It means that the construction time on site is drastically reduced. It means that you can produce all sorts of things and have it in kit form and deliver it. Um, you know what's there. You can schedule things. You can organize things. They are rapid to assemble. So if you went to them and said, okay, 
instead of taking nine months to construct this, uh, we can do it in four and a half. Mm. All of a sudden, never mind the insulation and all the rest of it, because they're not going to pay the household bills. They're not, they're not overly bothered about that. They're looking at it's fewer staff. The materials are cheaper, lighter. Uh, they've got the longevity, but you construct it in, indoors in a big factory. You put them on a lorry, you take them over, you bolt them together. The house is done in half the time. Mm -hmm. People are going, right, hang on, hang on. So I can halve my time cost here on this construction project. And you go, that's a thousand houses I'm doing in half the time. Yep. Oh my goodness. And all of a sudden people do the maths on that in the, in the business and go, I'm in. And mm -hmm. then you go, Oh, and by the way, just as a bonus, uh, this house is, is this, 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 and this, and you go, we'll have what's not, what's not to like. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's where it is. The, the money, I mean, having been an accountant, it's all good and well with these pipe dreams, but you look at it and you go, yeah, but actually, are we going to get a return on this? Is this actually, you know, going to pan out? It, it, are we going to make money on this? Because, you know, you've got to, you've got to say the, the business pays your wages, the business pays your mortgage, the business pays you into your pension pot. The business is, is what generates the funds. Um, nothing else, essentially, generates any tax revenue for the, for the government. And so all the other things that we get from that, have got to come from business. So you've got to love business, but you've got to understand what makes business tick. And what makes business tick is, you know, uh, am I going to get a return on this? You know, am I going to get, you know, a shed load of money back? And if, Ray, if, if we put two, two deals in front of investors and one said, this one will, will make a, a nice 5% return over five years, or this one will make 500% over two years, mm. um, you know, and that's on the low end, it could go up to 1000%, which one a, a business yeah. is going to go for? Yeah, nobody you know, it, it's, it, it's obvious, folks, but, but for some reason, it's, it's still blah, blah, blah. So there'll be a lot of go. investors that will say, Nigel, that that's too good to be true, and they're going to take the 5%. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, all the, I mean, it's unlike um, the British and French to be arguing, uh, but uh, at the moment, they are at the moment over over fishing rights or non-rights or, or whatever it is. I mean, I'm amazed there's any fish left in the sea, the amount we scrape up. But, um, you know, when, they, when they're doing that and they're talking about it, you look behind it and you go, why is he suddenly, you know, got his knickers in a twist over this? Ah, uh, election. <laughs> and, and you you know, there's always a cause and effect, isn't there? Mm. We, need, we need votes. I need to be seen to be strong. I need to be seen to... You know, put one over the the Ross beefs um, uh, because I'll get re-elected. There's always potentially something behind it on these yeah. things, and yeah. always, there we yeah. go. Anyway, right, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get down off my green soap box, my eco eco soap uh, wooden, box, wooden soap box. <laughs> yeah, fully made from forests. <laughs> yeah, made from fully sustainable forest, and uh, I'm going to recycle it now. Uh, and I'm going to just go and chew on some grass out there on the uh, on the garden. Um, there we go. All right. Well, on that bombshell, I've been Ray McLennan. I'm still Nigel, COP26 best. <laughs> Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to the How to Raise Money podcast. It's made for people who want to raise money as debt or investment equity for their business or property proposal or empire. See you next time, where we can show you how to raise money. There is abundance. There is money enough for everyone on the planet. The question is, who has yours?